0: Hey guys, welcome back to Every Gay Sex. This is season three, episode eight. Say you talking like that.
1: <laughs> That's so super high energy, right? That's like an AI, that was incredible. <laughs> oh my
0: God. I, w- when we were getting ready to record, I was like, okay, hey, I want to be really high energy and I was going to have a second coffee before we recorded, but then I would have probably shit my pants
1: or <laughs> <I'll> say- <laughs> <laughs> so i decided not to but um Jeez, that's okay icebreaker uh, icebreaker welcome back hi i'm it's here. by the way <laughs> I, just, I just chirped sarah instantly <laughs> yes this is sarah and um
0: we're happy to be back uh happy to be
1: alive <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god yeah, with
1: the icebreaker what is this oh. yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I know i love to t- i love to plan
1: things and not tell you
0: I know. Like, she always
1: tells me like literally right before we hop on and i'm like okay great
0: because we normally do like hey how's it going like what have you been up to blah 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 which is good sometimes but sometimes i want to spice it up and mm. what do the viewers let me ask you this okay <clears throat> what do the viewers come here for you uh that's funny no, <laughs> what, the, what do the listeners want to hear? What are they? What are they really tuning in
1: for? Tell us the sex stuff,
0: the sex stuff. T, that is true. So let me ask you this before we get into our topic: Do um, you to look like you just had sex? I wish I did. I truthfully wish I did. Let me, guys. Let me tell you guys something about long distance. Okay, <laughs> a long distance relationship is hard message me if you ever want to talk about if you're in a long distance relationship and you're having trouble please contact me um I'm doing it as well and it is hard and I'm not having sex because my girlfriend is 5000 kilometers away and that you sucks never catch me doing long distance you would never you would literally never. And you wouldn't survive. I don't even think you'd survive three days. What do you mean? I think I'd do pretty well, actually. If it was an open relationship, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right, though, That's the only way. That is the only way.
0: Alright. Icebreaker of the day. Mm-hmm. Stell. what is your current Favorite sex position and why?
1: Um, <laughs> I hate when you do this. <laughs> um,
0: what's been feeling good lately? What's been working lately?
1: Um, I am gonna. Um, so I, like I said before, I think I've, I've mentioned that I, I like middle of the night and morning sex uh-huh. and <laughs> <laughs> Julian's got to cut that out. <laughs> Julian's cut We're going to that. That. <laughs> leave that out.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna have to be that we're gonna be that out but
1: so yep. you and your csp go ahead <laughs> um start laughing a lot of, um <laughs> i'm red ah. I can't tell on the camera but i can feel it yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh a lot of morning sex and so it's like uh we've been doing a lot of i've been doing a lot of eating ass (laughs) wow uh Mm -hmm. yeah sorry to my current csp for outing that but i'm just saying and but we've been talking about using the strap eventually because we haven't actually but we've been wanting to it's it's kind of hard to find a time to do it without like with like trying to be considerate to other people because i have Mm -hmm. a roommate so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um And it's like we talk about some positions and some some that I would really like to do that I'm really excited to do with my current CSP is because my current CSP likes for me to be a bit aggressive. Uh So there have been times where we'll mimic what we want to do eventually when we do that, when we're just like getting hot and heavy. And It'll be like a hand to the throw, me behind on our side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it seems like it'll be super great, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So the difference between the sex you're already having with having roommates and whatever and have using a strap is just because you assume it'll be a lot of a lot like a much louder experience, much louder. <laughs>
1: I love it. Yeah. um, From what my current CSPS told me, they need to express themselves, especially when that's happening. They can usually contain it when it's not that, but when it's that, it's hard for them to contain it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So what's your current what's your favorite sex position
0: okay well my sex position right now is long distance okay so it's nothing but uh, when, when you yeah um okay so i said to Stell before we pressed record that i have crossed into different territory now that i've hard launched my girlfriend and now when I talk about sex, y'all know I'm not just, like, it's not, like, a mysterious, like, oh who is it about? Like, y'all know who I'm talking about now. So I want to be careful and respectful to my girlfriend and not ever say anything and cross any boundaries. And also just, like, cross like the keep, shut up. Please. And I want to keep, like, a lot of what we do in that way, like, private to us. So the sure. other girls that I was... Fucking around with that I didn't care about. Listen, I'm out here airing it out because it doesn't matter. Um uh also case so hot. Um, something that Liv said. It's weird to say her name. Okay, maybe I should just keep saying Lana. I know she said it was weird. What? What? No. (laughs) Um when when Liv listened to the podcast when we weren't together. She, like, when we were just kind of, like, reconnecting and, like, whatever, sorting out what we were going to do. She said to me once, um, she said, normally I hate listening to my person talk about other people they've been with. But with you, it's different because when I, when you're talking about me, even if you don't say who it is, I can hear in your voice that you're talking about me. And she's so, so right. Like, when I've talked about her on this podcast, like, historically, season one, season two and like our sexual experiences. I if I listen back, I can hear it. Like even if I didn't say Lana, you can tell because I I do it, it was always very different with her than with anybody else. And that's just so hot. Like mm, love it. So, anyway, my current sexual favorite sexual position is non-existent. Um I also look forward to using a strap with my partner uh we haven't done that yet either but um plan is for her to be out here uh in february so um uh yeah so i hope that we explore that then so yeah good thing you know of roommates roommates (laughs) you have neighbors though and i love Like, I live in this building where it's very community, very, like, very, like, family feel. Like, I know everyone. Like, you know, when people make extra food, they bring it over to me. Like, it's, like, very, like, community vibe, which is so nice. But, like, I love to be friendly and, like, close with my neighbors. But then if I'm getting absolutely taken to pound town. Okay. Railed. Absolutely railed. Okay. I... Then I don't want to be close with my neighbors because, you know, then, the, you know, like,
1: I'm well, like, you oh. had a good night? Last
0: yeah, time? yeah, exactly. Like taking Nalo in the morning, like, hey, <laughs> you were out, you were up late. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Then <laughs> um, I'd be like, no, no, but it's very soundproof. I've never, ever heard either of my neighbors ever at all. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean, but I'm, I'm, and I always have, I always have music on. I've talked about this on this podcast before. When I'm having sex, there's music on just always so that kind of buffers it a little bit um but also like i there's so many nice airbnbs around here like cabin in the woods sort of vibes and i'll definitely take her out to like a random cabin somewhere and then we can have no cute what very cute not cute it's about having no noise restrictions
1: okay but it's still cute
0: yeah (laughs) it is cute maybe for valentine's day i'll take her to the cabin. The cabin, as if I have one. I don't know, a cabin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh wow. Bring all your never mind, sorry. Okay. No. I don't have I have not had a lot of people on this island. Like I've been pretty uh pretty to myself. So anyways, okay, topic of the day is the relevant.
1: Oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah I'm gonna say the high face phase. The honeymoon phase. And Sarah knows about this probably very intensely right now, just because she is in it. Mm-hmm. So Sarah's gonna take the horse by its reins and take her. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we you've had you like you do have a CSP, so
1: um, you know, some of this stuff will be relevant to you. Yeah. But, for sure. And I've definitely been in it before. Like I uh, was with my exes and stuff. So I, I get it.
0: Yeah. So I guess the first thing is like, when we say the honeymoon phase, I think the most frequent comment that comes up is, does it end? And I think that's within your control. And what comes to mind when I think about how to um, hold on to the honeymoon phase is continuing to be courting your partner. Like, what do you mean courting? Courting. That's like an old fashioned word. eh? like, am I? guys, I'm turning 28 next month and I feel it in my fucking bones. I'm like, God, I'm
1: old. Now, that's all. Oh, your hair looks good. I know, it's really wearing out. Yeah, it's giving
0: Kwaki. It's giving (laughs) OHL. (laughs) I feel like the dad from Boy Meets World. Wow, I haven't seen that show in a long time. (laughs) Anyway, go on, sorry. Um, Okay, so how do you keep... So the honeymoon phase, let's just... Okay, quick definition of the honeymoon phase the first few weeks or first few months with a new partner when everything is fucking roses and it's tons of sex and tons of lust and tons of like flirting and high energy. And so I'm so in love with you. I'm so excited to be you with you like vibes all the time. The question Mm -hmm. is, does that end? Um, you know, once you're six months into a relationship, I think that I, I guess ultimately what we all want is to keep that going. How do we mm-hmm. do that? I guess my front of mind would be, oh yeah, that's where I was going with that, was treat your partner like you're always still trying to get her. court, mm-hmm. like still buying flowers and still going on dates. Section off a day every week or every two weeks, every second Friday, you still go out and do like an organized date. And Julian mentioned this on one of our early episodes um, mm-hmm. like keeping the spark or something that we were talking about that you yes, he he, know his wife yeah and they've been married for like whatever like 20 years or something or how long have they been married seven years <laughs> he's <laughs> not literally <laughs>
1: not twenty years i don't think no, i think don't,
0: they- don't let him listen to this. That's yeah no, he's just turned 40 so he- yeah they've been married for a while and they've been together for a long time though um anyways about like and organized, like we get so comfortable with just eating on the couch and watching Netflix. Like, let's go bowling and then let's go to dinner or let's go do a paint night. Or, um, Liv and I did mini putt, and that was kind of funny because she's like a professional golfer. So, I don't know why I took her there. Obviously, I didn't win and probably never will at that, but, um, just like fun getting out of your chair doing something together laughing like any any activities like that keeping i don't know that that kind of goes with like the phrase was going to be keeping the spark but keeping the honeymoon phase going what would be your advice on on keeping that going
1: no i think you kind of nailed it on the head there like like just like doing things to keep the spark like things were getting a little rocky with my current csp and like uh and so we had a very needed conversation and we got on the same page and then we i took them out to dinner and then we had a nice little day date in montreal yesterday or two days ago uh mm-hmm. just to kind of do things and then they said that they had a lot of fun and oh and it reminded them that they don't get the chance to be that goofy and fun and carefree like they, you know and it was nice that's, it's exciting. You know, like, I think it's a very, I, when I'm with someone, I try and bring out people's like inner childs, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's what I'm really, I love doing that because I think I'm, I'm, I can't, like, I'm very mature, but I think I love to keep the goofiness and the, like, the, the like, just like, I, I like, just, you know, some things don't need to be that serious. Mm-hmm. And, keeping that goofiness and laughter in a relationship or whatever kind of thing you have is like important. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, the date that comes up when you're saying that for me is like the trampoline park. Like I would feel so like, like I don't, I, don't, I just think I couldn't cause I'd feel so like embarrassed, but yeah, that inner child. Like that's something that at 12 years old, we would have loved to do. And why not go do that and just laugh? Like, yeah, you look stupid. You look the socks with the yeah. rubber you look dumb as fuck bitch but yeah, it's you're both so- doing it and it's funny and you're laughing and like oh going to the movies I mean okay yeah once in a while fine but let's go do something that neither of us have ever done you know yeah yeah,
1: yeah. well like we went thrifting all day and we were just like high and laughing and it was just such a goofy day and it was nice and yeah. it was very easy and I said to them that I noticed something the one day because we were in my kitchen and I just started like dancing with them. And I was like, wow. I remember I used to beg my ex partner to be like, why won't you ever just like dance with me? Like, I mm-hmm. just want to be like, like, like cheesy and corny and do the little dance wherever we are thing. And they were always like, no, I don't want to dance. Like I never, and I was like, Oh, okay. And I used to have to beg and beg and beg for the bare minimum. And it was like, now it's like I I have to even sometimes I'm like, whoa there's a lot they're like <laughs> they're doing it a lot now. <laughs> it's not bad yeah. thing, it's I'm not used to it. So it's yeah. like and they had mentioned it was like, yeah, it was like an inner child thing and hold on, I wanna see if I can find what they mentioned as well because they said something about um Let's see, it was about inner child, where is it? Uh-huh, I right hear. Um, they're like, and dancing in the car with you and dancing in the kitchen thing. I, It's like fulfilling something in my inner child. That's that, a very that, nice thing to say. Yeah, and that's kind of how I, I want to be for people. Like, I don't know, I think I'm funny and I think I bring joy to people just by laughing. And uh, I don't know. If I can't do that, yeah. then what, what am I going to do? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And to be able to do that now, but also 10 years into the relationship to still dance around the kitchen and dance in the car, like, that's that's important. That's what yeah. we want to hold on to. And
1: then so. those little things, you know, like, they told me once they're at my house and they're like, I didn't get them water right away. And now every time they're here, I get them water instantly. And they're like, that's just so sweet and cute. Like you Mm -hmm. just small things. and Yeah. And it's just important because I remember when my last ex and I, we were falling apart and they were like, you don't even bring, you don't even like get me water before bed anymore.
0: Like what happened
1: to that? Why did that stop? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and just those things just, so those things, going away clearly made this person feel like they weren't that important anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: I, you don't, you don't notice it wasn't a certain day that you decided I'm not going to do it anymore. It, yeah, it just, it just falls. falls. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Things start yeah. falling apart, right? So like, it's important to keep those things there because it makes people happy.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay.
1: T- okay. Honeymoon phase, beginning of the relationship. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, but being in the relationship, you got these butterflies, crazy. hmm Have you heard about the fact that people say the butterflies are actually a bad thing? Oh, because it's like anxiety? Or yeah. is it mm-hmm. something that you've already felt before somebody else that has created, given you those feelings?
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting. Yeah, trying to warn you that you've been here before, avoid it.
0: Hmm. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, instead I- of- This is a good feeling.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I've never heard that. I always affiliate it a little bit with like, I don't know, just feeling like, I don't know. Butterflies to me are like, okay, when I landed in Ottawa and Liv was downstairs waiting to pick me up from the airport, like going down the escalator and knowing that she was waiting at the bottom for me after not seeing each other for a month, that's butterflies to me where it's like, oh my God, holy fuck, like so excited to see that person or um, the feeling when you like, okay, oh my God, I love, before you tell someone you love them for the first time, there's often several moments where you've said it in your head or you've said it under your breath to them in these like special little moments don't do that don't look at me like that like so Liv and I like I so I I said it first (laughs) which I've never done I know never done that before she she had said well I guess kind of half and half she had said to me I'm falling in love with you first Mm -hmm. like quite as the lesbians do quite early on and that like that to me is butterflies. The feeling that I felt in my stomach when she said that was like, Mm -hmm. wow, like that felt crazy. And then when I got in the car um, at the airport and um, we were just sitting there, like I I said it first, but the feeling that I felt right before I said it or the feeling I felt when she said it back, like all those, Mm -hmm. I don't know, all those just like Total, like a, I don't know, like an adrenaline rush of like your whole body just feels so good. Ah, oh, I love that. And then after we both said it, we talked about all these certain, like very specific times that we had both said it. Yeah, like, without saying it out
1: loud. I absolutely um, said it. Did you at, really? At the end of a phone call yesterday. Oh my God. You said to me before you were scared that that was going to happen. I know because I, I speak so quickly and it was in the moment of something that we were like, we were like not fighting. It was like a, like a jokey fight. Like I was like, okay, bye. Like, Cause I was like, uh, what did I say? Oh, they were like sending a photo of your face with light so I could see what your cap- color palette is. And I was like, well, uh, let me take a shower first. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to do it right now. Okay, bye. I love you. And But then I was like, he love it. And then I was like, uh. And then they were like, oh. Uh, and I was like, I did not mean to say that, like, because genuinely I didn't. But it was just like sometimes, just like it's like, yeah, you know, That's how and we
0: hang we up talk. the phone, like what? a lot with
1: a lot of our people. That's how you and I hang up the phone, exactly. And I'm yeah. I love it, like everyone, yeah. Literally. And so it was like, what? It, it was like we had a, it was funny. They were like, I'm just busting your balls. Like it's fine. I know you don't. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh but my like, God. But it was like a little, awkward. but they've also had times where they've been, I think, close. And I've been like, Whoa. but it's, it's Aww. like, and those feelings of things get really real, you know? But, but it's important to, to like listen to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And know, like, okay, knowing when to like only say it if you really mean it. That is important based on what you just said. And, mm-hmm don't just say it because they said it like, yeah. Um, Oh, I hate, hate to air him out. I do hate to air him out. My brother said <sighs> it like he and Kara have been together for six years. They just celebrated six years together. And he said it first to her and she didn't say it back right away. And and then he, he, Oh, I feel so about, they don't listen to this, but, um, he's leaving her apartment and, uh, he said, I love you. And then it was silent. And then he's like, say it back. (laughs) (laughs) And she just, and she didn't, which I love because she waited. I think she said it was like maybe a week or two later when a moment struck her that she was like, no, I love this person. Don't say it back because the other person said it. Say it when you truly feel it. Like, and I've done that before too, where I haven't said it until I felt it and obviously it's awkward to not say it when they say it for the first time but um anyways say it when you mean it not just because it's cute or because you're out for a nice dinner like say it when you mean it that's my tip on that um okay uh something I wanted to share in this conversation is I've been telling all my friends about it lately except for you apparently um (laughs) it's called the bird theory And I saw it on TikTok where I get all my uh, important information. (laughs) And uh, so the bird theory is, okay, I'll use Liv and I as, as an example. So let's say Liv and I are out at breakfast and we're sitting at the table out on a patio and we're facing each other and over Liv's shoulder, I see a really beautiful bird, a a red cardinal that's what I always use as my example so there's a nice bird okay on the branch and I'm sitting there and I'm just like you know me I'm, I'm good vibes I'm just I'm appreciating nature as as one would and I'm like wow what a what a fucking beautiful bird holy shit that bird like stunning look at its red feathers I don't know okay I'm not a I don't know what the word is for a bird expert, okay? But I'm not that. And so I'm... Okay, point is, I'm really appreciating this bird. Liv's not facing the bird. So the bird theory is this could go one of two ways. Either Liv's going to keep looking at me and be like, oh, like, cool, and then start talking about something else. Or she's going to turn around and look at the bird and say, oh, wow, yeah, like, that bird is beautiful. Even if Liv doesn't give a fucking shit about this red cardinal that's on the branch it is important by bird theory that she takes interest because i'm interested okay so and i i over christmas i called nick and cara out on it nick is sitting on the couch playing cod and as you would and he turned around and he was like, "Kara, will you come watch me play?" And I thought that was so cute. And she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, of course." So she takes her like, um, she's always like crocheting, like she loves. So she'll crochet on the couch with Nick while he's playing COD and watch him play COD. And she'll look up and be like, "Oh my god, did you see that guy in the like?" I don't care. Yeah, you know more about COD than I do, but the point is that, like, even if Kara doesn't give a fucking shit about. Call of Duty, and the video games, she sits with him and she takes interest. And when he tells her what gun he's using, she listens and she remembers and she takes interest. Like, I know nothing about golf, but I watch golf with Liv because she loves it. Not just because she loves it. It's not just about doing a service to your partner. It's about caring about what your partner is passionate about and making it something that you also like genuinely care about that's the
1: bird theory interesting
0: yeah so the theory is that relationships that are long lasting include showing interest in what your partner's doing like your boyfriend watches sunday football every sunday and you don't give a shit but you'll sit with him and watch the second half of the game and ask about who got the score who got what point look at i don't even know what the fucking lingo is who scored a touchdown was it taylor swift's boyfriend or not that's all i knew that's all i need to know
1: that's so um but like, yeah i've never heard that but i like that and uh my current csp is very good with that so that's
0: great caring about what like or if you yeah. say like oh i'm i'm doing this today she could say cool or she could say like asking it's kind of like active listening like oh yeah. you're you're having an appointment for such and such like Let me know how that goes. And then following up the next day to be like, how did that appointment go? Like just taking interest and taking, making the effort to care about what the other person is doing or what the other person loves. Even if it's the most obscure, like hobby, just caring enough and, and yeah, just showing your partner that, that if they care about it, then I care about it too. Mm. Interesting.
1: That's fair. Interesting,
0: yeah, yeah. I,
1: remember, but I like it, it's nice, yeah. So, I guess I don't know. I feel like the honeymoon phase is just so many things put together. Mm-hmm. I like that bird theory,
0: hmm.
1: So, what we've said, the bird theory, keeping the spark, kind of doing things like dates and stuff like that, and then like communications with like lifestyles. And that's the thing. That's actually very true because, well, I don't know. I like to think oppos- opposites attract, but then also people who are, who are the same can also it can also work. Mm-hmm. So, like, my ex and I weren't very compatible at all. And here we are. <laughs> yeah my current like CSP were also not overly compatible either. But we also, I feel like what my ex and I lacked was they didn't care about anything I cared about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always cared about everything they cared about, but it was never like mutual. Whereas now, like my current CSP will sit on my bed and watch TV or or, or do things, and I'll be playing video games, mm-hmm. and like they'll take an interest. I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, you see that?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, that was awesome," and I'm like, "Cool, yeah." And so, um, and like. Well, I- I-
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And touching on that, I feel like, like Liv and I aren't on paper very compatible either. And so I think it's more of like an opposites attract kind of thing, but I think having some similar, um, interests like is helpful. Like Mm -hmm. I just, you know, having at least some similar like lifestyle aspects, um, would help with just even just like planning dates and planning a weekend away whatever if you're with somebody <laughs> that also wants to go hiking like for me that would be important but yeah. and, um, and I'll learn the golf uh but what oh, I've, I learned. no, I will I'm sure she's gonna teach me how to go right yeah we can um, go
1: golf.
0: what we can go golfing. okay cool good um I think that what I learned with live is like I I've been with people that I'm maybe more compatible with but I was trying to force the chemistry
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: you can I think that really strong communication can navigate like differences of opinion differences of lifestyle and whatever like differences that you might have but chemistry cannot be forced and I don't think it can be developed I think that it is it's there or it's not and that's something that my partner and I, that I've always felt like an overwhelming sense of. And mm-hmm. the rest I can kind of figure out. The rest we can kind of, you know, like make it work or whatever. Okay. But but the actual just chemistry of I'm sexually attracted to you and I want to hold your hand and I want to sit next to you on the like, And just that draw, that like magnetic draw to somebody. I don't mm-hmm. think that that happens all the time. I well, think that's, that's
1: also a... Uh, uh, with something that I was telling you about the invisible strength theory.
0: Okay, yeah. Tell okay. So I don't know. I've seen it on TikTok, but I don't know enough. Tell us about the invisible string theory.
1: <sighs> so it's like this connection that you have with somebody. Yeah, I think it can be more than one person, but I think it's very limited. Like I think it's meant for one person, but like that, like I've seen videos of like people who are married to someone that they met a couple years ago obviously but turns out they they were in each other's lives for like since they were kids or something like that like they took their first day at school photo and in the background their husband was in it right they didn't even know who this person was and like being at the same events without even knowing them and like the same like life events and all these things and that's kind of how I feel about certain people in my life and and it's like it's just too much of a coincidence
0: Mm
1: -hmm. sometimes where it's like no, it's this invisible strain that you guys have attached to each other that is just that it means that like this person was meant to be in your life for a reason or meant to like just come and go or mm-hmm. something something along those lines. But yes, that's kind of the gist of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know I saw a TikTok that was like, um, this girl and she and her husband just got married and she was like, her mom had passed like a couple years ago and she was saying like, "Oh, I really, really wish that my mom could have met my husband. Well, like, yeah. My mom, and he was her school teacher. He he was- and and she, the mom was his school teacher for like kindergarten. That reminded me when you said that. And it yeah. was like, oh, she did meet him. She spent time with him. Like, and that's
1: crazy. Like, yeah, it's something like that. And so that's how I feel about Couple people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an interesting concept. Um,
0: okay, another theory or concept yeah, that, what is it? that I think of when I think of the honeymoon phase that I've written down here. How do you feel about the five date rule? That's the traditional rule that you shouldn't have sex until the fifth date. What are your thoughts?
1: I don't mind because, you know, me, I don't really care about sex all that much. So for me, it's I'm cool with it. Fifth date, 10th date, 15th date, 50th date. Still doesn't. I've had it on the first, I've had it on the second, I've had it on whatever. I've had it like my current CSP and I hung out probably like five to six times before we ever slept together. Mm -hmm. And they slept over at my house like once or twice before, or maybe once before we slept together.
0: Yeah. I feel like lesbians move faster. Like, with men, I I was more respectful, probably, of the fifth five-date rule than I am, or than I would be with women. Like, I don't know. Like, li- I mean, Liv and I hooked up. But that was, that was like, last year. That's hard to... Because we weren't together then. It was more a sneaky yeah. link, if you will. A
1: but like, link. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I think that I used to believe in the five-date rule more and I, when I'm I was dating different.
1: before. I think we well, had a on this podcast about the five-day rule
0: yeah probably possibly in the first couple episodes I guess I felt like before when I was dating men that it was all about like a respect thing and like you know the, the men are going to like they're gonna think that you're easy if you have sex right away or like um this is like young me like my like late teen early 20s vibes was like you have to like keep it as like a like I don't know. I do, I do still think keeping it as something to look forward to holds value and building a bit of tension and building a bit of like excitement towards it. But I used to be, think it was very important to like, to show the man that you're with that you're not easy and that you want something serious. You have to wait to have sex. But now I'm way more like sex positive, sex open, like yeah, whatever. So yeah. five, eight rows a little here and there, I guess. Well, because it's like, if I want to have sex, I should have sex. It's my body, my choice. Like, like it doesn't, it doesn't make me any different of a woman. If I decide to have sex on the first date or the eighth date or the second, like, why would that impact my like worth or my, um, like what I'm looking for? Like, you. You know, cause I used to also say like, oh, on your Tinder profile, if you put all bikini photos, you're going to be attracting a guy that only wants to sleep with you. And now, and like, I don't agree with that anymore. Like you, why would that, Like, if I want to show off my body because I look good, then, like, okay, that doesn't mean I just want to be used for sex. Like, anyway, it's a complicated topic.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. It makes sense. So then, what's next? I guess you do the five-day rule, you have sex, you go through the honeymoon phase, and now you're wanting to get out of the honeymoon phase. Well... I guess you never want to get out of the honeymoon phase well yeah I know but I mean like you want to move forward because I feel like everyone has the stigma that it's within the first couple of months
0: yeah okay yeah so then the next I guess the next stage of this of dating and stuff that we're discussing is like okay when oh my god knowing when to cut off your roster how do you feel about that? <laughs> that's a tough one. Like, knowing when to be like, okay, this person is worth, like, me telling these other people that I'm t- that I'm
1: seeing someone. Like, I don't think that's a... Go ahead. Unpopular opinion. I don't think that should be a measurement of worth for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hot take. Like... <laughs> Well, like you know, I guess if you're open and communicate that you're honestly other people, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. like, I, yeah, like, it does mean so, but it doesn't mean that like they're any less to you, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I think that it's all about intention. You've been intentional with your CSP that you aren't ready for anything serious right now. You've mm-hmm. you've clearly communicated that. That's great. My thing would be like when Live and I started saying things like. I'm falling for you. And I could see this being a long-term thing. That's when I started having converse. That's when we started having conversations around like, okay, what are we doing? Like, is this exclusive? Like, and I guess the word exclusive ties into cutting off a roster. Like if Mm -hmm. we've established that we're only seeing each other, I don't need, that means number one, I'm of course not seeing anyone else, but I'm also not talking to anybody else romantically. And That conversation, like I said, came to us when we started to say things like, I could see myself with you forever. That kind of thing. Because I don't want to have those conversations and know that you're still talking to other people. That's Mm -hmm. fucking shady. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not going to work. That's fair. And so, wait, on the cutting off the roster, a note that I have here, I, there is this like stigma or whatever that like breaking up over text or um, like... Ending things with somebody over text, even just cutting someone off the roster, like doing it over text or whatever is like cowardly. And I'm here to say that it's not because, um, and this, that's like a bit of a, it's like a bit serious for normally if it's a roster, you just, not that you should ghost people, but you just kind of like phase it out and it's like not that serious. But I think that texting is a fine way to articulate how you're feeling if you're ending things with somebody whether it even be like I know it's like breaking up over text blah blah blah. like it's not great but for some people would say but for me if I'm on the phone or in person I'm not going to say how I really feel I'm going to let my emotions guide whereas if it's over text I can type out how I'm feeling think about it think about it again retype it edit it and make sure that I say everything exactly how I feel well right though and not just be like because I'm a pushover. So if somebody's like crying, like I'm going to just say like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, whatever, whatever. Whereas that's not how I feel. So I just want to note about like, just I think that texting and being able to, if you're better written out with articulating yourself, I think that's a fine way to communicate with people, whether it be good or bad things.
1: I'm like that. I get very easily like, like if I see someone cry, I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. I get that. And so I guess that goes hand in hand with like deleting the apps and all those things. Deleting your app, and the amount of time I've had
0: this conversation with people, deleting Tinder off your phone, your profile's still up, babe. You need to go on, delete your account, not just your profile. Yes. If you just, if you just like, you know, when it's shaking and you can edit the apps, if you just delete the app, you're still on there. Like, what I don't need is somebody hitting me up like, "Hey, I just saw your girl on Tinder." Like, I am not doing that. Like, delete your fucking profile. You don't need it. I, and I, also, I'm not
1: gonna... I that. Like, it's not even there. But you're still on there. Your profile's still there. it's Inactive. Okay, I'm
0: just saying if you if you really <laughs> see you're yeah. Well, I I would say
1: if you were my partner.
0: I would say delete the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I don't mind deleting it; it's fine. But I'm just saying, like, what does it matter? Like, because I have it. Habit.
0: I know, but it, it's if it's if you if if that was the case, and then you, I get a text that says I just swipe by your girlfriend on Tinder, and then it makes okay. my relationship look. Yeah, I know, but then I'm like, oh, what? Like, I thought she deleted it. Like, then I look fucking dumb.
1: <laughs> oh no, I guess I don't know. But then in that case, I'd be like. Hey, someone said they found you on Tinder, and they would be like, "Oh yeah, I deleted it, but I guess my app, my accounts are there." I'm like, "Oh okay, cool. Look at you, you're so secure." <laughs> I, I "No, I, I don't know." Do you have apps right now? No, I deleted them before we even said we were exclusive. Um, I didn't delete my accounts. Now that you're saying it, I don't think I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't know if I did or didn't. Like I don't remember. Yeah. But I, I didn't download them again. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. I just was talking to them and I was like, I don't really feel like meeting people on the outside world anymore. Like, I'd rather just chill right now. And so I deleted it. Yeah, fair.
0: Okay. And on the conversation of apps, let's talk social media. I'm a professional at this. Let's talk hard launch, soft launch, <laughs> posting each other on social media. Okay. I had so much fun soft launching Liv. Like, her hand in the, in the back of a picture, like... <laughs> You did it for one day and then you hard launched. (laughs) I know. I posted at least like three soft launches. Thank you. And then I posted a hard launch with her uh, handle and everything. Um, I love the drama. So, and you know what? Some people might be like, Sarah, nobody fucking cares. That could be true. However, after I posted my three soft launches and then I posted my hard launch, I had a girl from high school who like, I don't really know that well, but, um, Slide and be like, Oh my god, I spent like such and such time, like, or whatever. I spent an hour last night trying to figure out who it was, and then you hard launched her today. Like, what a waste of my time! Ha ha ha, like, something of like that. So, she like literally went in trying to figure out who I was dating, made me feel famous. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> like, you care that? It's so funny. <laughs> like, so good. So, I love the drama. I got a lot of hot feedback on my soft launches because they were mm-hmm. spicy and fun. And I like watching. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've done a few, cause you guys aren't in a relationship. So, but you guys have done a few little
1: soft little teases here and there. And some that might seem like more, but we're just having fun. We're just hanging out.
0: Oh my God. We're just having fun. Gross. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, posting each other on social, that's an interesting conversation because like, okay, I, see now this is what I'm saying. Everything's just going to be me talking about Liv cause you guys know who I'm dating now, but Liv does not post on social media ever like once a year like so even I post like six seven times a day so at first I was like oh like you know like I'm posting you like blah blah blah." and I'm I'm feeling like a little bit insecure that like she's not posting me but then it's like she really doesn't like it's it'd be different if she was posting every day and avoiding it do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and I've dated people like that before where I was like oh well like it's not it's and it's not it it feels good of course when you're part like everybody wants to be shown off i will say that um it feels good um but it's not doesn't equal how much you care about someone like you know i think we can let go of that um so um
1: and okay posting each other on socials Go and again and then that leads to when you post on socials people get curious and then you have to meet each other's friends and family uh-huh. uh, I oh, it's just so much pressure
0: yeah yeah it is it is a lot of
1: pressure um would you I rather think... want to meet someone's family already being their girlfriend like would you want them to ask you to be their girlfriend before or after or do you not care
0: um I think either way, because I know and my partner knows the intention is for it to be long term. Like I wouldn't bring someone around that I was just sleeping with, obviously. Like I, I wouldn't. I would. I think I. Okay. I guess the answer is I don't care if there's a label or not. But the conversation of what are we doing here would need mm. to be very, very like concrete before yeah. introducing to my family. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, and then that leads into asking the question. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm high maintenance. A lot of people will be like, like, I'm like, oh, when did you guys start dating? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like we just, it just kind of happened. Not, not in this house. Not today. You will ask me formally, Sarah, will you be my girlfriend? It'll be like a statement. We're not just going to like, oh yeah, like, yeah, we kind of just started calling. Like, no, like you will ask for my hand in in not marriage okay like so and Liv knew that and she followed through so anyways I think that it's important because it's nice to also have a date like that you now have um a, a an anniversary on so
1: yeah also my thing was like I don't want it to be around Christmas or anything so then you can have it like so you can have a separate day for things you know
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I told, I told Liv that too. I was like, don't fucking ask me on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. And of course she asked me on December 23rd, Yeah, like right before midnight. (laughs) Uh Like like it was like, yeah. Anyways, anyways. Uh Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, okay. So now I want to talk about, um, for those of you who are, who are in this like initial stages of a relationship, and, you know, you're getting to know your this partner and you're, you're kind of in the stage of not sure if you want to take the next step and go further. Our next kind of like bit of conversation here is what is holding you back? And there's a couple, we've got a couple kind of um, little topics in um, amongst this one. So do you want to start?
1: Yeah. So it's always like, I'm a big sucker for this because... I have a lot of like, what if problems and like Mm -hmm. FOMO, including people. So um, it's more like I do have a lot of FOMO, like of literally being like, what if I just, I got that. I just need to make sure. Mm -hmm. And then I do it. It's never greener. So it's like that, that saying, the grass is is always greener on the, like grass is greener on the other side, but it's never greener on the other side. It's like, it's, literally it's 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 so like for the most part part it never is because like it's it's something that you've um like almost like created in your mind that is a version of someone Mm -hmm. and then like you meet it and you're like why is this not how I thought it was going to be oh, but it's a- they say never meet your idols cuz you'll yeah. and you're like oh cringe yeah cuz you've created an entire scenario and an entire persona that isn't actually them yeah so that's also like what they say about when you when you're still holding on to an ex. it's like you're just holding on to the memories that you wish you had with them and that you could have what could have been but it just couldn't you know yeah and it wasn't like you or
0: you hold on to the good times. My breakup advice has always been: be fucking angry. Think about all the shit. Like, literally, make a list of all the shitty fucking things that happened and reread it a couple times. Like, don't sit there and think about, oh, well, like you said, the coulda beens. We could have been. We could have had this. We could have had that. Like, nah. Be be mad. Um, so the grass is always greener. That's a good. That's what holds people back. People like you with FOMO for sure. Um, yeah, feeling like, like people that are have been in a relationship for eight years they see their like single out of the club having fun sleeping around tinder friend and they're like oh my god that must be so fun to like go out and sleep with random guys and blah blah and then the single person is like oh my god look at you with like a house and kids and a stable right. life and like that must be nice so it's kind of we always want what we don't have
1: um yeah. well, but that's like what you.
0: Years-
1: <laughs> That's like that that other thing that you've mentioned in a few episodes, the paradox of choice.
0: Yeah, same thing. And that's something that comes from social media. I mean, um, dating apps and social media is that you could be going out with somebody, everything's going well, you're happy, healthy, live, love, laugh, like having a great time. But then you go on Tinder and you're like, I have 387 people in my area that I could go out with right now. There's someone better. Someone in this stack is gonna be better. And then you leave what you have, even if it's good, to explore the unknown because you think it's gonna be so much better, and then
1: it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It's usually never greater better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of how I think. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I guess you know about the next point here, which is long distance.
0: That that can hold people back. Like a lot of people like you wouldn't mm-hmm. do what I'm doing. And yeah. Liv's never done it before until now, and it's right. absolutely
1: hard. <laughs> I think if it was the right person, I'd do it for them, but otherwise, no.
0: Yeah. It's it's super, super difficult. I know that there's probably a lot of people that might, you know, let's say you're dating for three months, and then one person moves away, and you just kind of break up because you're like, no, nah, I mean, yeah. it's not going to work out the key to long distance, and I could do an episode on navigating long distance relationships, and maybe we will someday, Um, but, uh, the key to it is a solid end point. Like you got to know, like it only works if you and the other person have really settled on, we're going to do this for seven months and then you're going to move here and then we're going to start our life together. No, not like, oh, who knows when and how and where. Those are
1: like things that are like non-negotiables, like you mentioned, right? So it's like, also like, kids and stuff like that like yeah. we had our other guest nick burden on and he had mentioned that him and his ex they broke up because he has a non-negotiable he doesn't want children and you know what she realized she does want children so it's like and that's just kind of how it is and and i i've been with somebody who i've had the exact, exact same like non-negotiable where i was like I want kids. And she was like, well, I don't. And I'm like, oh, well, let's not waste each each other's time. Even though we think we'd be good together, like, we just don't want the same things in life. Yeah. Well, there's
0: so so many non-negotiables like that. Like, I don't want to leave my – let's – this isn't me speaking, but I don't want to leave my hometown because my parents are there and this person wants to travel. Or I want kids. Or I don't want dogs. Or – I want I want to practice religion and you don't and that's a non-negotiable for I I want my this is not me speaking you guys know I'm a fucking atheist but like I I want my my partner has to be Christian let's say or my partner has to you know some people have financial non-negotiables my partner needs to be in this certain like career not career field but like like money bracket in order like that's Kind of a shitty one because, like, but I don't it's know. it's some people would do. That. Yeah, I think that I would rather come home to somebody every day that loves their job <clears throat> and be with someone that I laugh with and dance around the kitchen with than be in a slightly bigger home with a slightly nicer car. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's not. Yeah, so you know I mean? so tons of non-negotiables for sure. Um, and that kind of leads us to our last branch of the, um, the honeymoon phase. And this is one that I've been practicing a lot of and you as well, but yeah. me for sure is compromise. Um, So th- this episode is the honeymoon phase and also just initial stages of a relationship and finding your footing and, you know, whatever. So compromise, man, like, Fuck, that's huge. That's so big because we're we're old now. Like, we've all been through some shit. (laughs) Like, we've all we're all coming from very different backgrounds. Like, learning about someone and we we talked about love languages. That's an example that sticks out to me. Learning and caring about someone's love languages so that you can love them better and they can love you better. That's a version for me of compromise. Is like knowing. Okay, my partner isn't strong with rewards of affirmation. That's something important to me. We talk about that and we work on that. And something I need to be more that I this is and this is real examples. I need to be more patient. I know that about myself. Um and but instead of fucking keeping it to ourselves and resenting each other, we talk about that. So I think healthy compromises Come from good communication and constant communication.
1: Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, I would say that that's kind of where we're at. Also, my current CSP. Like, I remember one time I was just like not having a good night, and I said I need some space without even dealing with our issue, and they said, "Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night." Mm -hmm. good And then the next day I woke up and we had a conversation. They're like, I'm not mad at you. And I was like, oh, I thought you'd be since I asked for space. And they're like, no, like if you need space, then like good for you. Like, that's fine. Like, I I respect that and know that's what you need to calm down in the moment. And like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting to have this conversation. And I was like, okay,
0: cool. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that this is directed at me because, you know, a couple days ago, you and I had that conversation and I. Didn't like being told to take space, but that one. <laughs> and you were the one that was like, okay. And normally, your best friend's gonna be like, no, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, you're right, Stell I told stelle what was going on, and stell's like, you're wrong, brother. And I was <laughs> like, don't tell so- her that because she, I, she's so fucking competitive. She does not need to know that you're on her
1: side when she and I. Are, <laughs> she, I do not need how like it is, right? Like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Honest- in the wrong way, I'm not going to be like, yes, Sarah, you're right. But I'm like, no, Sarah, you're actually not right here. Like, they have every right to feel this way. And, like, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. And that them asking for space is actually productive in the long run because it is preventing any further issues in case they were to say something that they didn't mean.
0: Okay. Whatever. You Okay, you and Liv have the same attachment style. Okay. Liv, is, <laughs> Liv absolutely has an avoidant attachment style. I'm fine with taking space. I have an anxious, probably also secure, hopefully, but when there's conflict, I want to talk about it until we fix it and not even take a fucking breath in between until we are fine and good. Mm -hmm. You and Liv want to exit and revisit a couple hours later. Number one, you want to take space. We're 5,000 kilometers away. That's difficult. (laughs) Okay. Like you can't just, we can't just take an hour and then sit on the couch and like, Oh my God. Oh God. I could do an episode on this, this long distance shit, man. But you can't like the way that you can leave the house and go to the gym or go for a walk and come back and sit down with your partner and have your hand on their lap, looking them in the eyes and discussing these issues and like holding their hand while you're doing it. We don't have any of that. We have texting and phone calls and FaceTime and fucking Snapchat. Okay. That's all we have. So anyway, point is, okay, if one party wants to be, wants space, and then the other party, which is me, wants to talk about it until the fucking cows come home. My thing with, in my situation was, okay, yes, we can take space, but I need to feel reassured. Before you go, I said to her, I hope this isn't, this is me, I'm being careful not to, this isn't oversharing about anything sexual, but um, I said, there are two things I need before, we take the night apart and not talk. Number one, I need to know why you're upset. Okay, that's very important. Don't leave me for 12 hours to wonder what I did wrong because I'm going to spin out and I will, when you come back in 12 hours and you feel good and level headed like Liv would, I'm like more upset because I don't even know why we're in, like, why am I, why are you upset with me? Because she didn't tell me. And then, so I said, number one, tell me why you're upset before you go and number 2 just a couple words of reassurance like i'm not going anywhere our relationship is not at risk i love you everything's fine i just need space don't why are you looking at me like that <laughs> that's not too much to ask no don't, no it's not i know it's not i am not that's not up for discussion no continue So yeah, I think that it's okay that and that's, that is fine. That is the ultimate finding compromise for my partnership right now is you want to take space. I want to talk about it. Here's what, let's do these, check off these two boxes and then we can take space and revisit when you're ready to talk about it. And that's fine. And that, that's big compromise for me because then I sit alone for 12 hours wondering what I did wrong. Like if we haven't had that conversation first. So, anyways, like she and I have talked about that and we found that to be a good um, a good compromise. So there you go.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um no, what I have to say about it is but what happens if that again isn't your person's form of expression and it actually might put them very uncomfortable to have to go and say these kind of things. That's fine, but I, I was smiling because my current CSP and I had a conversation about what was going on with you two, because I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I I just don't see the point, like, I was like, I just, like, if I'm asking for space, like, I, 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 that means I don't want it, like, I, I just need it because I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something I don't mean or something, and... I'm like, why are, are they asking me these things when they've already been told that this isn't their form of communication? Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like, and, and Ma- uh, what was what was their code name again? I think Margaret. No, I think it was like
0: Margot. Oh, Margot!
1: Yeah, it was a hot
0: name. Yeah, Margot.
1: Margot. Um, <laughs> why did I just say that last time? Because. It's- <laughs> um said actually i agree with sarah here yes and uh, that's why i was laughing because they did say that it was a little much but they would like some sort of like call to be like hey we're good like i said just to hear what my tone of voice is speaking to them to Mm -hmm. be like Hey, it's cool. Like, I just, I just need some space and like, I'll just talk to you tomorrow.
0: It's a, it's a fear. I've never been really abandoned. I've left every partner I've had. So I don't know where I get this like fear of abandonment from, but I just want to know that we're good. Like, yeah, I just want to know that everything's fine, that we're okay. And that the relationship is not at risk. I just want to (laughs) know, like, I love you. I care about you. We're fine. I just need, I can't talk right now. I can't articulate myself. So let's revisit in a few hours. And I'm good to do that as long as my needs are met first. That's like, yeah. it's, I think that's compromised. So, whatever.
1: and I guess that's like just meeting each other halfway.
0: That's you it. Know? And that's compromise. And that's our conversation. That's all I have to say. I've exposed Liv enough for today. And you've, <laughs> you've exposed Margo. Even <laughs> using her name, unfortunately, we're gonna have
1: to. I don't think I fully out. said it whatever we'll 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 beat that out sorry guys
0: um, <laughs> that's so funny I just, one uh,
1: episode? a lot of word vomit recently where my i just can't hold it in so okay. we'll see how that goes after yeah but shout out to I, julian um, for hopefully helping us edit this one <laughs> yeah so i guess that's it for today
0: that's it that was a very fun episode um right. Brought us back to our roots of dating chats and um, sex and such. So um, we're always open for ideas. Anybody listening, if you have a topic you'd love to hear us talk about or a guest that we should have on or whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. slide into the DMs. Um, Yeah. And thanks for listening. We're so excited to be on our second year of this, which is insane, really. Like, it's insane. 'Cause we started fun. we didn't release until March okay. but we started and yeah, and recording in February last year. Yeah. That's so, wild. so it was really fun being in the studio. I hope that um that I can get back. Uh well now that I'm in a long distance relationship, I'll definitely get back at some point soon. Um, so we can uh record in person again because that's fun.
1: Yes, that'd be super nice. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone had a good holidays and a good New Year, and what did you do? I guess quickly before we head out for New Year's, nothing. Yeah.
0: I'm a loser. what Would you do? No, wait. We talked about this last episode, Goofy. We recorded yeah. on. Oh no, no, we didn't. It was released on the on January third, but we. Okay. But you but...
1: didn't. Go ahead. Yeah, no, we just went out. We had a nice time. It, it was fun. Um, it was not very event. Like it was just like a nice night. It was a nice night, and you know. And uh, it was weird to ring in the new year sober. Yeah, so exciting, dude! Big year ahead. You no, know, I just hit. I just passed seven months a couple of days ago.
0: Yay! Uh, congratulations! So your your one year is June fifth. June fifth. June fifth. Okay, mark your calendars, everyone.
1: June fifth. Calendars, everyone. Send me a present. <laughs> yeah, for real, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <Agreed>. <laughs> <laughs> Address in the link below. Yeah, yeah. You.
0: Fuck, love it all right guys thank you for listening so funny stella and i always when we start we're like why are our episodes always an hour and then we're like when we start talking we're like oh it's probably won't be an hour long and then it always fucking is because we always just ramble and talk our shit as we do i know
1: so i guess that's stella and sarah signing off for another episode here then just saying ciao and thanks for coming (laughs) (laughs) thanks for coming everyone have a great day bye